Hi Posse, it's Kim, bringing you a chat with Jane Mills. Jane is an illustrator who is currently working with watercolour. If you'd like to support us, head to patreon.com forward slash artsupplyposse and become a member. You'll get exclusive patron-only podcast episodes whilst supporting your podcast. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Kim? Good, thank you. Cold. Yes. <laughs> and Cold warm here. <laughs> you there. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the question I ask of everybody. Who is Jane Mills? <laughs> and when um, when you ask this question, it's so funny to me because it's like, uh, I'm me last time I checked. <laughs> Jane Mills yeah, is me. Um, but I guess the... Uh, Proper answer is I am an artist and illustrator from um, currently in Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm mostly focused on space art. So yeah, I, I like I like the space art. It's it's so Thank fascinating. You. So fascinating it's fun to do. I really love it. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would be. <laughs> so before we get too into the space art, because I think we we do want to talk about talk about it because it's just so awesome. But how did you come to be? an illustrator you know how did you come to be an artist um well I've been doing art pretty much my entire life my mom uh is an artist she Mm -hmm. uh painted when I was younger like I her our house was covered like in her paintings and um so and she was just so very encouraging when she saw me pick up pencil and start drawing and she would get me like books and like you know, those tutorial books, the old school ones of like how to draw faces and profiles and stuff. So she was just super, both my parents were super encouraging about like art. So they would just buy art supplies for me and I would just go crazy. I was, I just loved doing art, all mediums and just play around. It was, it's, it's really good. I'm glad I had a family like that. Yeah, it would help. And I guess, for her, it would probably be really exciting to have seen you when you were younger, like wanting to have a, to be interested in that thing that she was doing herself. So that would be that would have been really cool for her. Yeah, definitely. Nice. I used to draw a lot of like cartoons, like Garfield and stuff like that too. So it's just like me trying to be a cartoon artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all like, I could do this too, and I would like yeah, all these yeah. like Garfield and Farside and all that stuff. You just reminded me, I used to do that too, and I completely forgot about that. I used to draw Garfield like crazy. Like it was just everything was Garfield for a while. <laughs> I know, same here, Garfield and Odie for like a couple of years. <laughs> <That's> so silly. <laughs> but but relatively easy. Like it wasn't it not wasn't too difficult to do, which which is nice, I think, when you're young too, especially because you it's not a you're not like you're like you get discouraged, but it's not quite as bad if you're drawing something that's relatively easy to do as such right right and when you um have like these kind of like tools around you to go oh look like comics are art you know so I'm gonna draw these comics too just to see if I could do it and then change it into your own style and like I would do some really weird versions of Garfield like later on just kind of like surrealistic Garfield just to kind of play around different styles, which I love doing even today. It's like yeah. I love playing around with different styles of artwork. Yeah, it is, it is good to see. I think from the perspective of someone who's viewing it, it's like this is so unexpected. Like you know it's you know it's that thing, whether it's Garfield or whatever it is, but because it's a bit surreal, it's like, oh, wow, like I would never have thought to put this in that context. And it's, it's a great right. thing visually to see. Yeah, for sure. So, so what's your favorite medium to work with? 
Um, I personally like right now at this time, watercolor, like it's just been a kind of a learning process with me because I started using watercolor. I want to say about like five, five or six years ago. And I knew nothing about it. It was a medium that I never really tried to work with or understood. And when I first started, I had like really cheap watercolor sets, really cheap paper. And I was like getting so frustrated and, then, you know, like learning more about it and how to use it and what papers to buy and better watercolors to actually use. I started eventually starting learning the process and it just, it took a very long time and I'm still learning about it, but I definitely was one of those mediums where it took me on a journey because it was, I had to be patient with it. It wasn't something that like with markers or, you know, even sometimes with oils and stuff where you could just go right in there and just do stuff. It's like, you have to wait. (laughs) If you, if you want the watercolor to do some really interesting things, you have to wait, you have to know what you're doing, but you have to wait. Like certain places you didn't want to like start coloring in because it would bloom with the, with the other color and then it would ruin your image and be like, that's not what I wanted to do, you know? So it, there was just a lot of uh, internal learning as well as external learning about like patience and mm-hmm. learning how the watercolor does its thing. And when you add certain effects to it, how it reacts and it's never going to react the same if you do certain things, but it still will give you that effect. So it's like you're learning with the watercolor when you're working with the watercolor. <laughs> so, and then you got, it's like, you're working together with it to create the image. Like when mm-hmm. I do my space art with the watercolor, it's, it's not quite going to turn out the way I want it to in the beginning, but it always ends up the way I want it to at the end. Yeah. Did you, this learning process, was this just an organic thing that you kind of fumbled your way through and taught yourself or did you do some actual courses or training, even if it was just online sort of thing? Um, YouTube is the biggest, you know, reference material that I can tell anybody, if you want to learn how to do anything, go to YouTube. (laughs) And (laughs) it's like, if you want to, you know, change your tire in your car or learn how to do watercolor, go, go to YouTube because people are so genuine, um, generous and willing to share their findings. Mm. And with watercolor, there was no different. I, f- I found time-lapse videos of other watercolor artists and saw what they were doing and what tools they were using. And I was asking questions from them like, Hey, what kind of watercolor is that? And they would be so, you know, willing to say like, Oh, I use this brand and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, cool. So I would try that brand and realize like, wow, this is a really great brand of watercolor, you know? And Mm. same thing with just like any sort of techniques, like how to do this kind of watercolor technique. And you see people sharing that and be like, cool. And then, but you definitely have to apply it to yourself. It's like artwork. I mean, you can watch people do it and, and learn the techniques, but until you continue to practice that and give that part of your life, then, then it can go to where you want it to go. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And that's, that's a really nice thing to realize, isn't it? That you can go to YouTube. And not just not just learn from others like by watching their videos, but as you say, asking them questions and and their willingness to share is just a really nice thing, I think. Absolutely. And um, I find the artist community online that I've been involved with, with pretty much any platform, social media platform that I've been, the artists um, are so just 
just a great group of people who are always like supportive of each other and willing to share other works, you know, and retweeting or sharing Instagram posts or even, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just such a cool, it's cool seeing this um, community of artists online who don't know each other, but Mm. we're all here to create a beautiful piece of artwork in our own way. And we're all willing to share it with the rest of the world so that other people can see it because we all love doing what we love to do. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. It's, it's just beautiful. So, Mm -hmm. so your space art, let's talk about it because it is, it is just gorgeous. Like I honestly, it reminds me of some photos that I've seen of, of, um, you know, actual space for yeah. one of a better description. Like, um, t- how did you, how did you come to do it to space art? Like, first of all, like take us back to that. Is it, you know, did you want to be a, a an astronaut when you were a little kid or? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely wanted to be an astronaut. A flight attendant and astronaut were the two, uh, two jobs I wanted to have when I was like super young every year. <laughs> I wanted to be out in the sky. It was just awesome. But, um, space art, um, generally came to me through my watercolor because I started uh, just kind of drawing this character that I have, which is a a comic book character that um, I've created Astro Girl. Mm -hmm. And I was doing these backgrounds and I wanted to have like these spacey kind of backgrounds for her. So I started learning how to do these kind of like galaxy style or nebula style backgrounds. And then it just kind of morphed into, I want to paint the Eagle Nebula, you know, I want to paint Orion's Nebula because Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. I want to see if I could do it. (laughs) You know, it's one of those, like you look at those images from Hubble and you're just like, Oh my gosh, that is just beautiful. Like just whatever, you know, photographic technique, whether it's infrared or, you know, real light, you know, it's just, they're so impactful. And to think that that's up there is like, wow. And I was just like, is this possible that I can actually recreate this to watercolor? And um, I guess I've been successful because people have been all like, this is amazing. (laughs) But I love just like, and, and most of the watercolor um, nebulas that I've done have been from like referenced from actual NASA Hubble telescope Mm -hmm. uh, camera Mm -hmm. imagery. But um, there are a few that I kind of like do on my own just for practice to see if I can create, a similar scene without actually looking at a reference. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so what do you, can I ask, what do you do with them? Do you sell them? Do you just have this like great big, huge stack stash of, <laughs> of um, you know, space? Like what, what are you actually doing? With them? <laughs> I do actually have a stack, <laughs> but I do sell them as well. <laughs> it's like, I, I try to get them uh, scanned in as, you know, quickly as I yes. usually can. Yeah. Um, I upload them to um, mostly Redbubble is where I have kind of my artwork right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to do printing at home, but right now it's not super feasible for me. Um, just not being able to like ship stuff out. Um, yeah, it is really tricky. And, but yeah, so I, I do have a stack. I I bring them to shows. Um, people purchase the originals. I scan them in so I can make prints of them or sell prints on Redbubble. But yeah, it is pretty funny. I do, I do have a stack of space art. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I create... Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I create a nebula once a week. So that's a lot of nebulas. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, that's right. You like that's what I mean. It's like there's a lot. Of, I would imagine there's a lot of them. So you, what you need to do is attach them to your ceiling, so it's going to be laying in bed and <laughs> yeah, turn on the black light and just go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so then you need to incorporate that um, those glow in the dark stickers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll get some glow in the dark paint and put yes. them in there too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I need to see that, please. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that on my next Twitch team. <laughs> we'll have some experimental, oh, like experimental nebulas. Why not? Like, why not? <laughs> so we, you mentioned it briefly. Let's talk about your your Twitch stream because yeah. this is such a great idea. This doing it live so people can see it and and interact and 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 you know everything. But let's take it back. Just in case not everyone, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I vaguely know about Twitch and that's about as much as my knowledge has mm-hmm. extended. Although, however, I'm now really keen to actually learn more. So can you share with us a little bit just in a you know quick little overview of what Twitch is exactly but then what you do with it and, and okay. you know, how you share your art through it? Yeah, um, for Twitch is basically a live streaming platform. So uh, it started with gaming, Um, Mm -hmm. people would play games, video games, and would share their live stream and then people can watch them. And like, especially a lot of the Twitch gamers right now that are streaming maybe newer games that haven't come out yet. So people can actually like see the games before they're actually out, how the gameplay is, get an opinion on somebody who plays games a lot. And, but Twitch has extended their live streaming to many other different platforms, including ones like in real life where it's just hanging out and chatting or doing a hobby or something like that to like art. And so um, when I started last year, I knew of Twitch and I watched some Twitch streamers game, but I didn't really, I didn't really know about all these artists on there and they were creating and a really good friend of mine had said, Hey, why don't you get set up for Twitch? I mean, you're going to do the art anyway. You know, you have a webcam, you know, just point it to your, point it to your artwork instead, you know, and then just start hanging out and seeing if anybody wants to watch you. (laughs) (laughs) And it was kind of like, okay, that sounds really weird, but yeah, I'll try. And, um, and I started and it was really fun, like kind of, figuring out how I can make my Twitch stream better because at first it was just, you know, just my artwork. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have any sort of like good microphone or good cameras or anything. And just kind of easily like kind of getting into like bumping up my camera, getting a second camera for a face cam, getting a better microphone just so that the experience for the viewer is much better Mm -hmm. um, so that they can actually see the artwork, see what I'm doing. And ask questions about it if they want to know what supplies or whatever I've got or, you know, just kind of just uh, hang out and be silly with, um, with, you know, hanging out with yeah. me on Twitch. It's like, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm an adult artist hanging out yeah. online doing artwork and you're welcome to watch me or chat. Tell me about your day. I'll tell you about mine. You know, it's, it's kind of a super cool community and meeting a, a, a bunch of other art Twitch streamers is also part of that community of the artists that support each other. And it's just super cool to be able to have that. So it's, it's such a wonderful thing for me. I, I never thought I would get into it, but now I'm like, I am way into this, (laughs) you know, this is super cool. Yeah. And it's nice for that to surprise you in that way. You know, you were sort of 
maybe tentatively like, oh, will it will it be worth it? You know, right, but now right. you've, you've got this beautiful community and it's it's something you're keen to do all the time, every week. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's so wonderful. Like I, I stream typically twice a week, uh, very much so on Tuesday nights and um, on I'm changing up my schedule just a little bit because of uh, a, a festival that I'm doing. But um, Saturdays are going to be mostly when I'm going to be streaming. But it's just, you know, one of those things in addition with the, the Discord, which is also another platform that you can hang out and chat and share with people. So... I can announce on there and my Twitter, like when I'm actually streaming and then people can Mm -hmm. hang out and watch me do artwork. And Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll typically do a piece of artwork. And then I usually end my stream with these silly little things I called ivory mons. And, uh, they're like watercolor blobs that I put down on a piece of paper. And after I let them dry, I ask my community what they look like. And (laughs) we try to create together these weird little creatures and they're kind of, so they're kind of like, Pokemon, but they're Ivermons. <laughs> and it's just, and, and it gets really silly sometimes. It's yeah. like, all right, so this looks like, you know, uh, a camel riding a duck with human feet, you know? <laughs> it's like something just off the lawn. I'll be like, okay, if that's what you think it looks like. Let me see if I can draw it. <laughs> so it's always fun to have that kind of community interaction too yeah. with the Twitch streaming. Well, of course, it, you're engaging with your audience, and so which is making them keen to keep coming back to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do they do they ask you questions like, do you get people that are perhaps new to watercolor themselves who are saying, "Look, I like what you do." How you know are they asking what materials you use and that sort of thing as well? Oh yeah, for sure. If I get um, newer people who are interested in like certain materials that I'm using, if I'm I'm using a, a tool or if I'm doing a technique. And they're like, hey, um, how did you do that? Or what is that that you use there? And I'll be like, oh, well, this is this process or this this material, you know, and I'll, I'll completely, absolutely tell them everything about it. And it's really cool because then they're all like, oh, cool, thank you. You know, it's like, no problem. You know, you want to have any more questions, just let me know. I love talking about how to do art. You know, it's fun to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So. So we also mentioned you mentioned your Astro Girl comic. Yeah. How, how did she come to be? How did how did you know? Is that is that just you as a little girl? Like, <laughs> are we uh, going probably. Back to, to be an astronaut. It, it's one of those things where it's like everything that's ever come from every artist is a product of their own mind yes. in some way or another. <laughs> so so Astro Girl. Basically, the first time I drew Astro Girl. Um, it was just a drawing for what I used to do was quote Mondays. So every Monday I would post an, 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 Im- an image with a quote and mm-hmm. kind of an inspirational kind of thing. And she was one of these creations and it was just a character just in the middle of space with some connector lines and stuff like that. And I put her in this astronaut suit and I was like, I really like this chick's look, you know, this is really cool. And yeah. So I kept drawing her and kept drawing her and drawing her. And then stories started coming and I was like, okay, like let's start building this up because I think I can figure something out for her. And um, so I did put out a chapter one, um, astrogirlcomic.com is the website. And currently I'm focusing on chapter two. Um, So it's, it's been a long process to get from chapter one to chapter two, just because life got really busy all of a sudden. I was like, oh, I got to put this on the back burner. But yeah, it's, it's just a, she's definitely a fun character and I can 
there's definitely a lot of stuff pulled out of my own life and mm-hmm. where I've lived and certain things that I've come across, but it's definitely this desire to be in space and, mm-hmm. and her story is going to be pretty interesting. It's uh she essentially is an astronaut who, when she comes out of cryo cryogenic sleep, her memory is not all there. It's not pieced together. So her very, very past memory, not like how to be an astronaut. She's like, no, I still know how to be an astronaut, but I just don't remember any family or how I got here or why I'm here and stuff like that. So as she's going on her journey, um, uh, sh- you're actually learning with her by seeing her memories in, mm-hmm. in the chapters. So that's kind of where I'm trying to go with her. <laughs> that's really cool. I'm yeah. really intrigued. I need to know now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It'll motivate me more so to get chapter two out. Absolutely. The more, people, the more people who keep asking me, so when's chapter two coming out? Yeah. I'll be all like, all right, I'll get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. The Art Supply Posse guys, when they hear this episode, they're going to go, right, we're all going to pester Jane. We need yeah. to know what's happening next. It's looking at me. You know, like, yeah. all right. What's happening? Come on, where's chapter two? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, so obviously, Astro Girl, she's she's you know your main focus. But you do you know you do you do make um, zines and things like that. How how did you come to be making zines and and why? And then and let's talk about this zine, zine festival, zine festival. I don't know which is the best. <laughs> yeah, zine festival. You know? Yeah, whatever. It's, like, it's a magazine. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, magazine. Yeah. Yeah, true. True, true. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so why, like, what is it about that medium? Like, why does that appeal to you, do you think? Um, Zines appeal to me, and the reason why I got into them is they were just a great, uh, easy way for me to um, produce some promotion for my musician friends and artist friends who lived in the city that I lived in. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I put together this zine called Rebel Doll Zine, And it was basically kind of like a collaboration zine where some friends of mine would contribute some artwork or, you know, I would do like a piece about like different band shows, all ages and 21 and up that were going on in the next couple months. And so it was just kind of like, hey, there's a lot of really great Indianapolis, you know, musicians and artists. Let me talk about them. And it was all cut and paste and print out and send to the copy machine and make a bunch of copies and just put them, put them in areas for free. It was just something I did for, I think it was like maybe like three or four years. Um, like late, late 2000, like 10, maybe 2010, somewhere around there. <laughs> I'm like mm. it's all time is so fading when you go that far back. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, so there was that. And then I just, love the idea of making self-published comics or artwork zines, or like I have a haiku zine called Ukiya. And, you know, it's like being able to be creative in different outlets and having access to the simplest of tools to be able to make them. And you don't really need a whole lot of money to do Mm -hmm. it. I mean, you just take a couple sheets of paper, fold them in half and you have a booklet, you know, and then you can make a book. And if you want to publish it and, you know, you take to the copy machine, you just, you know, copy it in a certain way. So it's double-sided and then you can print off as many as you want, you mm-hmm. know, and give them out or keep it for yourself or go even further and sell them online. You know, it's, it's yeah. such a cool way to be able to express yourself. Yeah. 
definitely. And and as you say, it's such an easy thing to do. You don't have to worry about publishers and uh, you know all that sort of stuff. It's it's you yeah. doing everything. And in a time where media is not like very reliable <laughs> in the sense of <laughs> opinions and things like that, if you have an opinion about something, you have the freedom to express that opinion and zines are a way that you can do that. Yeah, definitely. So so you mentioned uh, b- before we started recording about putting together a festival. So yes. what's can we can we talk about that? What's what's oh, yeah, the plan? Sure. What do you have in mind? So um I actually am going to be doing the first Indianapolis Zine Festival called Indianapolis Zine Fest. Um prior to that there was a festival called Glue Stick and um yeah. but they had ended um their run and so Indianapolis Zine Festival came about. So this is the first of this name, um, Zine mm-hmm. Festival, and it's going to be on August 31st uh, at the Leader House, which is a location here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And um, it's we're going to have about 30, 30-ish vendors um, who are going to be selling their own zines and artwork and things like that. And this is like my first major festival. So it's, uh, it's very fun. I have a great group of people who are my little council who are like helping me with everything and we're organizing it together. And it's just, it's such a fun process. It's really, really exciting and not scary, but just exhilarating to be able to do this because like, Oh, can we do this? Can we do this? Maybe we can do this. You know, do we have enough money for this? You know, do we need to raise money for this? So it's a lot of learning process at the same time as having this, festival come about so I'm really excited for it and I'm excited for all the vendors um we do have a a presence online uh Instagram is I and and the way we spell in Indianapolis scene fest is the postal code way that used to be spelled because it's such a long name for a city so (laughs) so back in the old days of letter writing which I know a lot of my friends and art posse as well does letter writing, um, yes. I-N-D-P-L-S, Zine Fest. Yeah. Okay, so cool. that was how the postal code used to shorten Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. So how did you find the vendors? So you said you've got like 30 vendors. How do you, how do you find them all? Um, I basically did a lot of promotion on Facebook and um, connected with a couple other festivals and um, Zine Fests in the Midwest area. So uh, mm-hmm. Cincinnati is having their Zine Fest next week. So Zine Cincinnati was a person that would share. We would basically cross promote. Um, I know that yeah. Chicago Zine Fest shared um, one of our posts, and actually, I think San Francisco Zine Fest shared one of our posts, which was so bizarre. I was like, "Oh wow!" It's like you know, <laughs> I didn't. I'm not sure if anybody from California is gonna fly all the way out here to Indianapolis, but you never know. But you uh, never know. Yeah. So, but we, it was just to get those extra eyes on, on your thing. Right. right. And it was a lot of cross promoting and making friends in the zine communities and being able to share that. And we had a, basically we have an application form that they fill out and we had people sign up for it. So Mm -hmm. the zines are definitely something that people want and want to be part parts of. So it's really cool. Are they all local? um, The vendors? Um, currently we've got vendors from Chicago, Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky. So most of them are in the Midwest region. Um, I don't remember any of them being outside of the Midwest region, but I I haven't looked at the 
at the yeah. chart for a while, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely more of the Midwest, but it's really cool to be able to see all these people who are going to come to our city and just be a part of this fun little festival for a while. Yeah, definitely. And are they all like, are they, is everything different? So do we have, you know, people making art with their zines or do you have people with photos? Like what sort of, or is it a big mix of everything? It's, a, it's pretty much a mix of everything. Um, there's some comic artists, there's some like specific art, there's some personal zines that are more of like poetry or prose writing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's going to be a good mix of people, I think. Yeah, sounds, sounds fantastic. So you have, like, you, you, your, your creative life, I guess, is quite varied. You know, you're dabbling in lots of different things. I like, which I is, like all the things. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm a bit like that myself, and I'm sure we're not the only ones. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of other people that can, you know, that feel the same thing. But why do you think that's important to you? Um, I just Having find variety. Um, for myself, it's just more of being able to be creative in different outlets. Um, I'm yeah. a very multifaceted kind of personality. I really, I don't really specifically like one certain genre of things or, you know, one certain type of, you know, whatever. I really like to learn about other things and try out different things all the time in my life. So that has kind of spilled over into my creative life. Um, I doing in addition to painting watercolor nebulas, you know, I, um, I'm in a couple punk rock bands in town, you know, I, I play music alone, you know, like for my own stuff. Um, I do the zine making, there's a lot of photography that I used to be into and that I still sort of do now. And it's just, there's just so many things that I really love being a part of. And it's easier for me to express myself in different ways when I have different ways to let that, to outlet that, because Maybe I'll have an idea for something and I don't really know how to do it with watercolor, but it works better if I write lyrics for a song, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, I guess at the end of the day, we really are like people as individuals, we are not just one dimensional. So, you know, for your art to be like that and your creative process to be the, to like that, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you did touch earlier on, you know, learning from YouTube, but let's say someone's listened to this chat and they're really inspired and they, they you know, they want to get into watercolour, for example, or, or maybe, you know, making their own comics. What could you suggest, you know, what, what, what advice would you offer them? Um, definitely try different things. Uh, experiment, experiment, experiment. That is like my, one of my biggest things. It's like, like I said, uh, to, even today, I experiment with different styles, um, get inspired um, by other artists, but don't compare yourself to them. Um, every, yeah. every artist and every creative is on their own path and their own journey. And you should never think that you're not good enough because you haven't reached that level. There is no level. <laughs> it's like there, there is no like competition. Everybody's just on a different path and it's, it's, everybody's just going to be different. So just yeah. experiment and just be creative and don't compare yourself to somebody else. That's my advice for anybody who wants to start doing artwork or to work on comics and, and just look at what you like. If you, if you really like Spider-Man and those kind of action comics, then 
learn how to draw those poses and, you know, learn how to, yeah, you know, do those action shots or work with the colors, look at the lighting, see how to make things dramatic. You know, if you really want to do like kids, kids books or something like that, you know, learn that style, like be inspired by other children's books that you like, you know? Mm. I think that's great advice. Now, because we are an art supply posse, it means we do like to talk about, you know, brands and types of materials and, you know, all of the things because I'm sure we've all got a stash of a million things that, and then we see something else and we just have to have it. (laughs) So I've got to ask. Filing cabinet full of art supplies. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Confession time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Let's not talk about so, art supplies that just sit in my cabinet and don't get used a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. That's that's not. We're not talking about that. That um, that's a thing that just because it has to be there. Okay. <laughs> I might use it later. You never know. <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't dry out or get right. wrinkled in some way, or. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse than thinking to yourself oh I have that particular thing and then you go to it and it's dried out or it's yeah. it's just like and then you're like no sad story <laughs> <laughs> you have a little cry inside like mm-hmm. oh dear I should have used that 10 years ago when I first bought it <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just that's just how it is <laughs> so but can we talk brands or yeah. not necessarily even brands but sort of types of materials what like what's your favorites um my favorites uh out of all the materials and I'm gonna talk brands because there are certain brands <laughs> that I just particularly love yeah. um yeah. I use autographic liners um I'm heavy-handed so even mm-hmm. though I really love micron pigma you know pens um yeah. I end up breaking that nib or pushing it down, especially on the smaller nibs. But the autographic <laughs> liners are actually like kind of metal tipped. So they're almost like ballpoint sort of. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm never f- in fear of actually breaking those <laughs> or losing <laughs> the actual super fine line. Um, Daniel Smith watercolors and whole bean watercolors and gouaches are phenomenal. Like Daniel Smith has some beautiful colors and uh, mm-hmm. it, it just, I, they're a little bit, pricier but it's it's funny like my a friend of mine told me that art supplies are like drugs it's like you get the really cheap stuff and then you get the really expensive stuff and then you don't want to go back to the cheap stuff (laughs) (laughs) not not condoning any drug use do what you want you know it's all your stuff but it's like that is the best comparison to art supplies i've ever like once you start using (laughs) high grade pigmented watercolors you're like Oh man, I can't go back to these like filler yeah. watercolors. <laughs> Absolutely. I think your friend needs to put that on a t-shirt and pack it up online because yeah, yeah everybody will have that t-shirt. <laughs> right. So um so Holbein uh and Daniel Smith watercolors, Holbein makes uh some gouache as well that's really good. Um I like mm-hmm. the pencil pocket brush pen and um Sharpies are always great. They're cheap and reliable um and stillman and burn sketchbooks are my absolute fave sketchbook ever yeah yeah do you do you yeah, mix are you, are you using are you using watercolor and gouache together or are they separate when you're painting or? um 
Yeah, when I'm painting, typically I'll do the piece first with uh, watercolor and gouache yep. will be an after like effect because since gouache is a little bit more opaque, um, yep. it you can add to it in case I wanted to bring some color out or something else that watercolor can't really do. Watercolor is just yep. so transparent and it pulls the light from the paper. But if I really wanted to add like a really opaque color to something yeah, or like, yeah. typically like with my space art, um, black gouache for you know doing the background of the you know black sky with the stars and everything yep. like that so that's typically yep. when gouache comes in hand cool. excellent nice little tip there for everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and they work together i mean gouache is one of those yeah. trickier mediums because if you mix them too much or don't keep them clean they get muddy so mm-hmm. Uh, not so much with watercolor. I mean, watercolor can also get muddy if you don't clean your palettes and stuff like that. But gouache especially can really get muddy. I, I like using gouache straight out of the tube. I don't like mixing it because I just can't yeah. handle it. It's like, oh, that's not the color I want. <laughs> <laughs> you end up with too much wasted material right. then, I think. Yeah. 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 So I've got a, two two questions which might be tricky, but you know, we'll, we'll see how we go. If there was only one color left to you that you had to pick that color, but then that was the only color you could work with like forever, oh what color would it be and why? Wow, that is a for a watercolor <laughs> artist, that's a really hard question. Um, <laughs> they're all so beautiful. Um, I think out of all, all the colors that I have that I have used before, um. I want to say that Daniel Smith uh, Moon Glow is probably going to be the color that if I had to use for the rest of my life, like there was no other watercolor on earth and that yeah. was it. Um, it's it's a very versatile color because it's kind of a gray, but kind of a purple. And there's oh. some like really weird hints of kind of green in there too. So it's a, it's a strange color, um, but it, you could use it because it has that gray tone. You could use it for like grayscale paintings or just, you know, whatever. It's, it's just such a nice tone. It's a very pretty tone. So that would sound It sounds interesting. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> I like that. Now put me back so all then, my watercolors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so if you, we're going to go, we're going to take it a little bit in a slightly different direction. If you were trapped okay. on an Island and you only had two, art materials so it can be like you know it can be a million of the one type of thing I guess Mm -hmm. but what would you take with you like what would it what would it have to be so as you can keep making art of some description um if I was on an island and I wanted to keep making art and I could only take two materials it would just have to be a sketchbook and a pen it's the most simplistic version of artwork that you can get um if you have a drawing utensil and a piece of paper you can make art you don't even yeah. need a piece of paper. You can use a napkin at a bar, which I used to do a lot. Yeah, that is exactly you know, right. it's like yes. you have something to write on and something to write with. That's all you need yep. to make art. That's perfect. I like it. I like it. But what what pen would it be? Oh, <laughs> Come God. on, let's because we need to know. Right, okay. okay. So it would have to be the one of the autographic liners, probably like yeah. an O five or an O yeah. three or something like that. So, yeah. So you didn't destroy <laughs> it. <laughs> don't destroy it exactly because <laughs> that would be horrible the first day on this desert island yeah. I'm like oh god I broke my pen <laughs> and then I start <laughs> making ink out of like you know walnuts and stuff like yes that yeah find, like, yeah sticks to shave off so I can make little stick fountain pens with <laughs> <laughs> the 
sounds like an okay island, actually. I don't mind this. <laughs> it's like my own personal, like little people like find me and I've like got like all these like pens and all these <laughs> papers and just like, you know, me with my own personal Wilson, you know, kind of like hanging out there just yep. drawing. And <laughs> yep. And they're not sure whether they should rescue or just leave you there. <laughs> here go away <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> as long as you could stream your art I guess it wouldn't matter really <laughs> right um the ones oh, you did mention didn't you I was just going to say the one thing I didn't hear you mentioned was paint brushes but then you said the brush pen so that's okay yeah, is like right now I'm kind of going through a couple different brands um Princeton right now is the velvet toucher, the ones that I'm using right now, but I've been like mm -hmm. kind of looking for new paint brushes to use. Cause I, I haven't really out of uh, things that I have tried. Um, I haven't really delved into trying out different paint brushes and different brands and types of uh, materials for the hairs and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd love to like, just kind of play around with that. Yep. Good idea. Sometimes you just got to play with different things. Yeah, figure out what works best for sure. Well, I think we've covered a lot here, Jane. I'm I'm feeling great about this chat. Is there anything you want to mention that we haven't haven't yet spoken about? Um, none that I can think of, other than I'm just really appreciative of all the art communities that I come across online, and you know, Art Posse as well. Just everybody is just so receptive of you know seeing my artwork and responding to my artwork and and I just love these communities that I'm building online with everybody it's really humbling and nice feeling well thank you very much for sharing with us all we really appreciate you know what you do and seeing what you do and and learning from you and it's it's fantastic you can find links to Jane's various online presence in the show notes make sure you tell her you've heard her episode on the art supply posse bye for now